0: Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Do you
1: love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you.
0: Take a soul to soul, just let it flow. No one can do it quite like Caroline. It's time for Caroline. Hey, y'all.
2: So this episode of Get Real, I am really excited. I have my friend Miley Missahan on. She is amazing. She was a pop star. She sold over a million units of her album with Eden's Crush. It was a pop group put together back in the day of like Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake and all of our favorites. And she was crushing it out there that she toured with Justin Timberlake. And I think, I mean, everyone, she was like playing arenas. It was crazy. And we just get real about that whole time of her life, starting off as a struggling waitress and then getting this great opportunity and then having that end and reinventing herself and becoming a songwriter. And well, she was always a songwriter, but becoming a full time songwriter, moving to Nashville in the middle of all this. She moved to Italy with a with a love and she went for she went for that, went for that love and then it didn't work out and moved to Nashville, found True love, her husband became a mother right when she got signed a record deal and was about to create a solo project and we just talk about the seasons Hi Miley, <laughs> and navigating them and Miley here I mean, is one of my favorite people, so beautiful, mom she's inspirations, one of people former inn, superstar, never scared Bay. to take a big leap Miley, and go for life. Do you go Miley and Stover now? I am Miley Stover but, but I still go by Miley Missahan. the ride as feel as Miley writer, and writer. Hunt, and yes. She's yes. just. I go by myself as myself. I go by myself as myself. You have been one of my favorite people for a long time. Aw, you're so sweet. You are one of those friends who you're such a badass, you're so beautiful you're so talented and you you are so cut to the chase be real with all of life's stuff
3: A 100 percent.
2: you're one of those people that especially as a new mom but even before i was a new mom Mm -hmm. you're one of those friends that has always just laid it out there as it is and you you're so positive and uplifting but you just are you're just real with life
3: yeah, I don't really know any other way to be at this point in my life. I think maybe 40's done that to me. I think. <laughs> Which I you think, look like you're 28. Oh, well, thank you. Um, yeah, I kind of, at this point, I don't know. I just think being who I am makes me feel awesome. Yeah. And, I, and I think that in my 20s and probably part of my 30s, I still... Fake it till you make it. Just in general, you know what I mean? Just because I didn't know who I was and I hadn't really lived a lot of life. I think as we get older, we evolve and we become better. I just think we're better. Totally. So it's a huge compliment when anyone says to me that you're real and you're authentically yourself and doing the thing. So tell me
2: who you would describe Miley as now, fresh Mm. into your 40s Mm -hmm. and Obviously, you're just saying you you love yourself more. We get better. Like, who is the version of yourself now, as opposed to who the version of yourself was in your 20s?
3: I think today, um, the version of me now is um, happy. um, Oh, happy! How great is that? (laughs) I mean, truly, that like (laughs) isn't that just the ultimate goal to say that you're happy? Well, I'm not always happy. Let's be honest. I have moments, but I experience like just so much joy now, as opposed to trying to create the perfect scenario of my life in (laughs) my 20s and my 30s. um, I feel fulfilled. I feel like I'm in the right place at the right time. What's fulfilling you right now? What's the what? What's fulfilling you? Fulfilling me right now is um, just waking up every day and having my health and having three kids that I created with my husband be healthy as well and thriving and um, they're just the happiest kids on the planet. I mean, sometimes they're little shits, don't get me wrong, (laughs) but they are, they just, they just create a lot of joy for me and allow me to be myself. And then I get to go be creative and, um, you know, be a good friend and be a good wife and a good sister. And yeah, that's, fulfilling to me was that my phone that's Sorry. your no, oh, no it's michael's okay. computer downstairs so this <laughs> okay.
2: is real life we're in my house and my, we started this podcast off by saying i was like miley i'm playing Russian roulette <laughs> sunny's down for her nap she just went down i think we have two hours hopefully we can get this done in an hour but like
3: i got the monitor here yep this and, is real get and real. Miley's like yep that's mom life <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can't go without a monitor hello <laughs> that's like the prerequisite of life as a mom <laughs> okay so f- happy fulfilled okay, yes continue on I'm happy, I'm fulfilled, and I feel excited. Like, I think mm. this is the first time in my life that I've been feeling, like, excited and eager and just joyful, like, about life. I, I You know, my mom told me, years ago probably like over a crying episode about an ex-boyfriend or something and i was just like <laughs> when is it going to get easier and she was just like it's it it doesn't get easier it gets better it gets more interesting and y- you roll into your late 30s and then you turn 40 and you like yourself and you get excited about what's next and that's kind of how i am right now i kind of feel like you know my kids are Getting bigger And they They still need me a lot And sometimes the boys You know Shit themselves From Because you to got time. twin boys I have twin boys forget. Yes And sorry I keep cussing I'm, I Oh should, it's okay I this should, is I real should podcast. cut it back I should cut it back But um <laughs> Yeah it's been a crazy Week with my twins Because they're just They're going through something Where they're trying to Show me Who they are And And then they'll They'll, they'll show me that They're like really good boys And then Then they'll shit themselves And I'm like Um <laughs> What happened Like Mommy doesn't want to clean this up again. Um, How old are they? So they're four, almost four and a half. And it's just, yeah, they're wild and they're crazy. And then my daughter, of course, is eight and a half and she's a huge help. But she's changing too and she's growing. And so I'm in this moment of like, I'm eager for what's next in my life creatively. And, um, you know, it's like the next phase of my career is going to be happening. Because you probably like,
2: finally just now feel like you're able to like focus again on your career, you're just getting out oh, of the thick
3: of tsch. Oh, yeah. I'm just starting to get my feet wet again
2: because. I mean, when you have twins and
3: a daughter and oh. all that, you're barely keeping your head above water. Listen, <laughs> as soon as it hit late September, the kids started getting sick because this is what happens. Fall comes oh. around and it's just pushback. I got uh-huh. a lot of pushback and, and being their mom and, and running the ship at home is my priority and my job and when I'm creative I'm creative but I'm not full time creative because I've it's a lot three kids is a lot and a lot twins oh my gosh is a game changer gosh I mean I remember being pregnant and Jesse Alexander who's a really good friend of mine and a songwriter songwriter yeah she's awesome she had twins and a daughter just like me. And so she kind of sat me down she's like, listen, it's, it's not going to be easy, but you know, you'll get, you'll get through year one and you'll feel like you can breathe. And then you'll get to year two and I'm like, oh gosh, at year two, is it like, is it easy? Like, are we good? She's like, no, (laughs) she's like, but then you get to year three and then, so now we're at year four and, um, it's it's getting easier, and I'm starting to feel my feet again. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and again back to the what I was saying earlier about feeling eager. Like I'm having these moments where, you know, they can almost dress themselves, and and they're going to preschool now, and pretty soon they'll be in school, and I'm, they're not going to need me as much, which is kind of heartbreaking. Because um, when you're in the big middle of it in the beginning, yeah. you think it'll never end, oh, but then all gosh.
2: of a sudden it yeah. just
3: like one day they're just little humans that can do things on their own. Yeah. And it's pretty miraculous because they're starting to speak now. My boys, you know, were kind of slow to talking. They had this twin language that was hilarious and adorable, but also really frustrating as a mother because you're just like, what do you want? And they're like the boot. And I'm like, what is the boot? And they're like, I'm like milk. (laughs) So, you know, now they talk and they're forming sentences and they're having conversations and, yeah, it's getting to be fun now, and growing and evolving as a woman and as a mother of three, and of twins, it's like, it's just, it, it's really cool, and it's really beautiful and interesting, but it's also hard, and I don't, like as my as my mother said, it's not, it doesn't get easier, it just gets better, and mm-hmm. I believe that, because, you know, there's gonna be a totally different dynamic once I'm back to work and they're off in school, it's like, then my daughter's gonna go into that preteen era. Oh my god! And I'm gonna be like, Oh my god! Wait, where did my baby girl go? Ugh, you know you what just I mean? w- I just want to weep right now. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I, I can't even, t- I can't even talk about. It. She just got four braces on her no. front teeth this week because Ugh. of this thing. She's they're expanding her mouth and, and and helping it all. And I'm just like, you look like. Just different to me. Like a little teenager. Yeah, I did. I actually, I cried last night because I, not because of her braces, but because they were all frustrating me and I yelled and I had a bad mom moment. And I looked at her and I just cried and I was just like, it just hit me like, this is my life. This is it. I'm in the middle of it right now. I've got to own it and make it count. And my biggest job in the world thus far that God's given me has been raising these tiny humans. And I think I'm doing a good job. You're doing a great job. I think I'm doing a good job. Yeah.
2: And you know what? Like Thank you. I'm so emotional. I still consider myself in the hormonal phase, even though I'm <laughs> way better. Sunny's three months old, but like I still get like overwhelmed with emotions. Like, uh, yeah. Today stop. she was laying on her play mat, and I couldn't stop kissing her face. Like oh, I just yeah. couldn't stop kissing her, yeah. and I was like, I'm sorry. I just have to kiss you a hundred <laughs> times because I can't believe she's mine. I know. And I can't believe how fast she's already grown in three months. Yeah. And now I look at Kona Blue, who is a little preteenager, oh, thank you. and uh, you've posted pictures of flashbacks when she was so little, yep. and it happened so fast. I and know. I'm just like, these are the days of our lives. Oh, for sure. You know, like these are truly the days yep. of our lives. And yes, like sleeping. Who knows what, if you're gonna ever sleep? Because like, <laughs> even not. if your kids are sleeping through
3: the night most of the time, they're gonna get sick. They're yep, gonna have all sorts right. of stuff
2: happen. That's like, right. yeah.
3: but it's like this is what it is. It is. I remember when you were pregnant thinking like, what are your fears? What are your, you know, what are your ex- what are you excited about? And it's all of that. It's like, you don't even know until you actually hold her in your arms and you become a mother and you look at her. And that's how it is with my kids. It's like, I told her like last week, I said, the day that you were born, you changed my life. Changed it forever. Uh, you, uh, forever. Forever. And I... I'm like you're my firstborn, and and you you changed my life the minute you came out of my body. Can you try to put into words what that change
2: is? Because I never understood it before I was a mother. I kind of was like, e- I don't know if I want kids. It took me forever to want to get pregnant, yeah. and and then like it took us forever to, to get pregnant. Uh-huh. So I had such an appreciation once we finally were able to conceive right. and carry a child. Right. But that moment when your child comes into this world, yeah. It is like nothing I have ever experienced in my life, and I don't know how to adequately describe it. So can you
3: try, since you're so prolific with words? Oh, well, thank you. It's the coolest, and it's the the day... Well, first of all, I... I haven't written about this yet On my blog But Coach I Miley has an incredible blog Tell us what your you. blog's called It's Miley-Missahan.com and how do you spell Missahan? It's M-I-S-A-J-O-N Actually spell Miley too yeah, so it's M-A-I-L-E-M-I-S-A-J-O-N.com um, It's
2: such a good blog And you're so witty
3: Oh thank you I'm just trying to be real <laughs> But you're real <laughs> life <laughs> But you keep it witty too Which is thank amazing you. Thank you Um yeah, I haven't written about this yet, but I was kind of disappointed with my birth story. Why? Because I, you know, since I was in my early twenties, I've been doing yoga, and I was like this, thinking I was going to have this natural birth with like mm. Sarah McLaughlin in the background and, <laughs> and the arms burning. of an angel. <laughs> yes, and um, you know, it's my first baby, and I had zero complications. I like wore four inch heels to my baby shower and just felt like a boss and I yeah, was just like did. I'm gonna I'm gonna rock this birth and um no epidural no epidural I'm have her in the woods yes I'm gonna have her yeah well not exactly in the woods but I just <laughs> I just knew I was built for it I was like I got these perfect size hips to get this fit this baby out <laughs> like yes. I just thought I had it going on well it turns out I didn't have going out so <laughs> Kona Blue decided to turn upside down she was Frank Breach and um she we couldn't turn her. The doctor said that you might be, you know, we might be able to turn her, well we physically we could not turn her. She was a stubborn little girl. Mm-hmm. So my birth plan sort of changed and up until the day she was born I was under the impression that we were going to have a C-section unless she miraculously turned and I tried walking on my hands, I tried everything. And the doctor on the day that we were scheduled for a C-section, I said, "Can you check me again?" And she just kind of looked at me, and we're good friends. And she just looked at me, just like, okay. And we looked, and she's like, nope. She's she's still in the same position. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I just kind of broke down in tears. And I was just so disappointed that I couldn't do it the way that I thought I could do it. And I thought it made me less of a mom. I thought it made me less of a woman. And I kind of get emotional uh, emotional about it, thinking about it you. now because I was like what happened you know like what happened to my plan well it, it changed and they put me into that or and i lay down and like it was it felt like 15 minutes later literally and my husband will attest to this he brought a camera but he was like i'm not taking any pictures like i'm just not doing it i just i just can't look at anything it's gonna freak me out And i love your husband he's so country he is so country <laughs> jeremy stover you are the most country of all people he's an incredible singer songwriter <laughs> artist
2: producer all the things i don't he know he is. does everything he's
3: all the things um but I he's not an artist though singer songwriter producer singer, si- yeah singer songwriter and producer and publisher now and publisher yeah um and the anesthesiologist Said, okay, dad, you better get that camera. And my husband stood up. And all I remember is I heard this screaming, screaming baby. And I looked up, and it was our daughter. And she was black hair and screaming just with fervor in her voice. And she was just the most, you know, I'm going to cry (laughs) She was so just... The miracle of all miracles. And I remember we had two names for her. And if she was blonde and blue-eyed, or at least blue-eyed, because my husband has blue eyes, then she was this name. And if she was brown-eyed like me, she was going to be Kona Blue. Because my grandmother from Hawaii is, is from just outside Kona on the Big Island. And my they gave her to my husband. And he looked at me, and he started crying. And he said... Oh it's Kona Blue. And I was like, of course it's Kona Blue. She had these black eyes and this black, a lot of hair. And I just remember thinking like, <laughs> I've done the coolest things in my life up until that point. Because was, we're going
2: to get into that. You were a pop star. You were in like, a, what was it called?
3: Eden's Crush. I was in a band. Yeah. yeah. Big,
2: big yeah. pop band back in like Britney Spears days. Back in the day.
3: Um, but everything I had done up until that point at 34 years old, staring at Kona Blue, I was just like, "This tops my life. Like this makes my life, and I'll never forget it because I feel I, I'll never forget it. It was the best day of my life. I mean, it was just yeah, the, hands down the greatest, greatest day. So, yeah. did you feel
2: like to me like you've been growing this child in in you for yeah. the past ten months? Yeah. To me, it's like the greatest anticipa- anticipation mm-hmm. you could ever have. Like who is it who oh, are you like who, who are, are you are you yeah. like in that the like seeing her face oh. like i just like what are you gonna look like who are you gonna be like i will never forget seeing sunny's face and i'm like this is who you are i, I don't even know. know who all the layers of who you are
3: but like this is you this is you it's so miraculous it's it's hard to describe i think i told you that when you were pregnant like everything's gonna change the second she's put in your arms she comes out into the world and so yeah it was it's hard to even talk about it I haven't spoken about it in so long um because it was eight years ago but yeah I just think that we we change and we grow and we stretch and we become and all of it is 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 through the miraculous birth of our of our children and. If that's what you choose to do. And that was what I really, really wanted. I remember getting interviewed for a newspaper or a magazine years and years and years ago. And it was like, what is your what is your one dream outside of this, what you're doing now? And like, where would you want to be in five years? And I remember like, I want a family. I just want to have kids of my own and a, and a husband and a home to call home. That's That's my dream. You know, and I think I'm that way, too, because I was, you know, raised by my mom and dad who you have a big, I have a big family. Yeah. I'm one of four kids and grew up, you know, in Long Beach, California with my Hawaiian dad and my fiery Irish mom. And I don't know. I mean, we didn't have a perfect family by any means, but I just remember the feeling and the warmth of home and what family felt like. And I just knew I wanted to have that. I just knew that that was something that I want. I reached for, you know,
2: mm-hmm. and I
3: crashed and burned in love several times. Um, and you had
2: some big adventures too, like didn't you? Like live in Italy? Yes,
3: or? I. Yeah, I mean, yeah, post Eden's Crush stuff, like leading up to my Nashville um, days. I mean, I my second fiance. Yes, I've been engaged <laughs> twice. it's a Long story, but my second fiance was from Scotland, but his whole family was from Italy, and um, so I moved. I moved all the way over there. Um, to be with him and and to live that life and um, learned a lot of lessons and realized that he was not the one for me. And although Italy was beautiful and all of Europe is beautiful, Scotland's beautiful, um, he was ultimately not my guy. Yeah. And I broke it off and moved back to America. And um, it was only like a couple months later, I just was like, I'm either moving to Paris or I'm moving to Nashville. How did you pick those two? I don't know. I just, being in Europe, I loved... I, I'd been to Europe before But living in Europe And traveling back and forth And, and being on the plane All the time And just seeing The Atlantic below us and, and how much there is Of Europe I just I don't know I was like I'm either gonna move to Paris And be a jazz singer And just yes. I don't know Be wild and crazy And I don't know Or I'm going to move To Nashville Because Richard Marks Who's an 80's pop icon Yes, yes, um, yes And yes. good friend He I had done a gig with him Um after coming back from Europe, uh, I did a gig with him and Michael Bolton in. Los and Angeles. Michael Bolton, Michael Bolton is my favorite of all favorites. He's so awesome, and it's so sweet. Yeah, I randomly ended up singing backgrounds for um, for Richard, and uh, after the show, he was like, "What are you going to do with your life?" I'm like, <laughs> "That's a I good question." That's a great question. I don't know. I, I I don't know. And he's like, "You should move to Nashville."
2: He just threw it out there. He just threw
3: it out there. He's like, "You've met all these players. It was like a lot of Nashville um, players in the band, and." He was like, just go, just go check it out. He's like, you're a writer. He's like, you love to sing and you love because you've, I'm like, I've never really written a great song. He's like, you will. Move to that town. He goes, you're a writer. I just feel it. He's like, I think you should move to Nashville and make some friends, write some songs, roll up your sleeves. Nobody's going to give a shit about what you've done, your Eden's Crush, you know, your past uh, as a model or as a singer, or you need to go there and just, make a life and write your story is what mm. he said. Wow. And That's I was profound. like, that is it was really interesting. And I remember going, Hmm. And then I met his piano player and the next week I booked a ticket. Well, I broke up with Gianni first, my ex. And, and then I, I, no, I, it was in a Los Angeles and I, it was just at the end. And I was just, I was like, I'm done with this. Um, pack your shit and get out of my house. <laughs> hey, Gianni. And so, um, yeah, I, I, uh, kicked him out of my house in west hollywood and i said i'm i'm gonna go to nashville and i went i went to nashville and i was like i don't know it's kind of cool but i just don't know and then i told my mom about it and she was like you should just go just give it a shot so i rented out my place on craigslist and i moved
2: i love that about you that you just do stuff i did i mean i kind of had nothing to lose and i was like it's kind of a great place to be when you have nothing to lose
3: it is i mean let's be honest i was about to turn 30 i was single I thought I would be married with babies at this point. I thought I would have all this... Just so many things going on. And But isn't
2: that the big revelation that
3: happens to all of us
2: kind of around 30? Yep. Like some people do... The traditional get married super young Have the babies and family And that's awesome That's awesome yeah But then there's a whole other chunk of us That we hit 30 and we're like I don't have shit figured out (laughs) Nothing That was me I was like oh my god And you kind of start panicking a
3: little bit (laughs) Oh my gosh I remember I had moved to Nashville I had gotten all my stuff here And I got called to do a gig Singing backgrounds for Jessica Simpson
2: Oh yeah And
3: that was fun Because I had been on tour with her before And her camp is so cool And um, so anyways I was in New York And I was actually turning 30 (laughs) (laughs) And I was in New York for her press tour and I was by myself in a hotel room and I went out with everybody for my for my actual birthday with like the crew and and we went out for drinks and kind of got wild. And then I went back to my room and I was by myself Mm -hmm. and I was 30.
2: Oh, that's a big one.
3: And I was alone in a hotel room in New York City.
2: That could be the loneliest
3: place on earth. I cried. I was like, this is thirty. I was like, oh my gosh. I you would think, oh, I'm in New York City and I'm with like great crew of people and Jessica Simpson, she's so sweet and so awesome and I'm singing for a living and I'm dream. getting paid and and I was I was super sad. Mm-hmm. I was super, super sad. But
2: were you were you sad longing for that family life?
3: I was longing for the right person in my life the right man in my life and roots and roots and I had just moved to Nashville but I had just gotten thrown back into this you know job and so I was just in the it just felt like dusty like I just couldn't see straight and it was like Mm -hmm. turning 30 was like it was weird um yes I know what you mean it was really weird and then I got back to Nashville after a stint in LA celebrating with my LA friends and family and I just didn't know where to begin. But then things fell into place. So
2: what fell into place?
3: I just threw myself out there. I just started meeting people. I started. Were you scared to throw yourself out there? Yes. I was frightened. I was terrified. But, you know, I knew myself well enough that I could make a life for myself in another city. I'd lived around the world and back. I'd lived on my own in Los Angeles. I'd been working since I was 17 I was like I can do this I can figure it out and I was kind of lonely I remember like sitting in my shared apartment with some girl that wasn't even really nice and <laughs> I remember <laughs> crying on my pillow to Coldplay records over and over and <laughs> over oh, again such a good depressed oh it was sound. such a it was such a, a yes it was a moody like had yes. my wine and I would cry on my pillow and listen to Coldplay yes. and then like I just I started going out i to town I started meeting by yourself? By myself? I just see that takes
2: balls you just got to do it. Yeah,
3: I just started meeting people and then like I started making friends. I met my first friend Paula Winger who's from from Britain. She's from England and um she because I just moved back from Scotland, she she was just kind and lovely and warm and um she's a songwriter here and I then I met Kelly Archer and then I met my husband, who I was just friends with at the time, and Emily West and Beth Laird. And I just started meeting all these people. And just from putting
2: yourself out, just there. from putting
3: just, yeah, just, I mean, I had met certain people that were like, Oh, come to this. There's a, um, a round. I'm like, what's around? And they're like, it's just where the people, you know, play guitars and or pianos and they sing their songs. I was like, Okay, I'm just gonna go. And so I just started meeting people. And then I started getting invited into writing rooms. And I just started making friends and I started writing and It was like therapy because I just I was kind of lost but I was kind of not and I was kind of just finding my way and and then I was like I like this place I can do this and you know just kind of found my feet and started meeting publishers and started meeting more friends and got my own place and made it my own and and so yeah I just sort of found my I found my story and Mm. it was in Nashville and I was like I like it here. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to stay a while. And things just kind of unfolded, you know, from, from there, I think.
0: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spently, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Do you
1: love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you.
0: it's got standard third row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you you know what i mean visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey what do you like about
2: nashville what is it about nashville that made you feel grounded like you found your place to stay
3: Everyone was so nice.
2: That is how I feel too.
3: I think because Los Angeles is, even though I'm from California and I'm, I'm from just south of LA and Long Beach, I think, you know, I lived in, in Hollywood, you know, and I was around just all Hollywood people. And people are, are nice, but they're, I don't know. At the time, I think being like 20 in Hollywood, you just, you meet a lot of people that are, you, may not be completely legit. You if are you are
2: 20 years old in Hollywood. Yes. I mean, you are that, that dream. I like you did <laughs> yes. that Hollywood dream. I, 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 yeah, I, what is that like to be 20 years old in Hollywood?
3: Well, yeah, let me exactly to, in, to answer your question, I'll circle this around and it might be, take me a minute, but take do it. You know, in Hollywood, when you, you know, graduated at UCLA from when I was 21 and I was, um, I got my first agent, Um, commercial agent. I was working at a restaurant in West Hollywood called um, In Sunset Plaza called Lippity Four which to date still has some of my favorite food and favorite pastries french pastries of all time so if you get a chance please go visit it's so good but also it was like my favorite job i mean my regulars were like jerry seinfeld and jennifer aniston and oh my god johnny depp would you share his in the flesh and blood oh yeah jennifer aniston came every monday night and, is she nice oh so sweet yes and oh,
2: were you Jer- kind of friends in a way i mean
3: kind of <laughs> the the friends were like jerry seinfeld was like you know he would come in and and, I, you know, one time he was like, Miley, should I do another episode after he had f- done the final episode? And he's sitting with like his lawyer or his agent. Like, Miley, what do you think? They're going to give me a couple million dollars. Should I do another episode? And I was like, nah, you don't need the money. Just move on. <laughs> and he's like, see, this is what I'm talking about. Miley knows what she's talking about. <laughs> you know, just like, you know, you just meet these wild and fun cool people and Johnny Depp would come on oh. sunny nights and share his du Pup. is he so hot? Oh so hot. I yeah. mean I just, mean come on. It's just the way it is. Yes. I mean it was just that was a wild and fun time. And you did it at the right time of your life. Yeah. Oh for sure. sure. And I think that's why I appreciate Nashville so much now because in my 20s you know just sort of finding myself and Waitressing and auditioning and booking commercials and TV stuff. And, you know, it was such a fun wild ride, but there wasn't a lot of grounding. My grounding was at home in my family, mm-hmm. but they didn't, they lived 40 minutes down the 405. Like mm-hmm. they weren't there for me every day. And luckily I met some great friends who I still have to this very day that I waitressed with and, um, and a lot of people, I met a lot of great people, but Nashville has, I don't know maybe it's the southern thing or maybe it's the music business here is more like a tight-knit community rather than Hollywood being sort of like this massive conglomerate of like executives everywhere and a lot of them were men Mm -hmm. that I met Mm -hmm. you know Um, it's different now it's totally different now but I value my time in Hollywood over those years so much I mean obviously it the path there led to my first big break, which was Eden's Crush and, and, and how, how did that happened. Well, that was so weird because, you know, I had been modeling and, and acting and singing a little bit, but I there was no music community that I had my teeth into in there. Because everybody you meet's like, Are you an actress? You're a waitress, you're an actress, right? Mm-hmm. You're beautiful. You're an actress. Yeah. So um I took the opportunities that came, which was at first Modeling and and commercials and then um, on camera, you know, acting and stuff. And the audition came so randomly because David Foster's daughter was at the modeling agency that I was and he requested me. Mm. And so my agent called me and said, this is so random and odd. You have an audition on Sunday and it's for a reality show. And I was like, a reality show? And they were brand new back then. Oh. I mean, it's nothing like it is now. I mean, it was like the precipice of like, I think making the band was a, was around the same time as us, okay. um, which was a you know big show at the time. So I kind of thought it was a little weird of an audition, but I remember her saying you're being requested because they're looking for girls to form a all girl band and they need real singers and they want, you know, uh, girls that can dance, girls that have experience. And she's like, I think you should go. I mean, David Foster is world-renowned, he's a Grammy winner, he's huge, you gotta go. So I was like, okay, I'll go. And I remember I went to the audition, I didn't really know what was going on, what it was gonna be like, but there were hundreds of girls, maybe even thousands of girls, and I was there all day, and um, yeah, I just had to sing, I had to dance to choreography, I had to go into a booth and sing on the mic, in the studio, and then I got called back um like till ten o'clock at night and and then the next day I remember walking out going, I think I think that went well, but I don't know what to expect. And then I got called into like a meeting with music music executives and um management and and had dinner at some fancy restaurant I probably couldn't afford at the time. <laughs> and yeah, and then like a week went by and then cameras showed up at my house and they're like, We want you in the band. And I was like Were you like, What? Yeah. And I was like, Okay, this is crazy. Did your life change overnight? Oh, yeah. I mean... What happened? I moved out of my apartment that I lived in across from CBS. I had to move out into a house in, like, Toluca Lake or somewhere like that. Um, And I lived in a house with these five girls. Do y'all get along? I mean...
2: That's a lot. They're random girls from everywhere together who have totally different lifestyles. Yeah.
3: And what happened was that they had all been chosen. And one girl... Had mixed emotions like wasn't sure if she was going to join the band so the audition that I went to was for my slot for the dropout yeah and so they auditioned a whole nother round of girls so I walked into like a foursome of girls that had already like been through this process so I was kind of the outsider a little bit But there was this girl from Hawaii, Nicole Scherzinger, who I'm sure you know, she went on to be in the Pussycat Dolls. Um, She was like Hawaiian and Filipino like me. And so we bonded and and the other girls were Latin and they were bonding. And so at first I was like, oh, this is going to be great. We're all going to get along. And then you get into the studio and then jealousy happens. Who's going to be the lead singer? Who's Who's the lead singer? Who's going to be? And it just there was it felt like catfight after catfight after catfight fight and um, and then photo shoots somebody's in the middle for all the all the shots and oh, somebody's yeah. ass looks too big and somebody's boyfriend came to set and he's not supposed to I mean it was it was dramatic and you know to our credit we were young and and immature and didn't know what was happening we were you know we ended up being on the number one show on a Friday night on the WB and it was the number one show for a long time and so it we, was a show it was a TV show it was so an, you can go back and watch it oh yeah Oh yeah, you can go back. Do and you watch like it. the way you were portrayed? Yeah, I mean, there are moments that things were taken out of context that I don't know if you know. If we all looked like at moments we were bitches and at moments we were totally telling the truth. I, you know, I think, I think it was it was a real experience of five girls getting thrown into the juggernaut of the music business with no experience and no creative control. I yeah. mean, it was not exactly. A Nashville thing, you know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. We didn't write any of the music. We didn't even know what a publisher was. I mean, it was it was kind of crazy, but it was also an incredible called Eden's Crush. Eden's Crush.
2: It was the number one show on the WB.
3: Well, Eden's Crush was the name of the band, and Pop Stars was the name of the show on the WB. Oh my god! Yeah, you could YouTube it. Fun it's crazy. That? It was. It was what actually an experience. Really, it really was. It was. Listen, if you would have told me at 22 that I would have ended up with a record deal on the number one TV show, a number one record, and touring the country with NSYNC at 24, and playing hundred 100,000 seat stadiums, I would have ne- never believed you. I would have been like, there's no way. What did you take away from all that? Well, you know, I think it was, I learned a lot about what touring is like. What is it like? Well, for us, it was, um, it was sharing a bus and and planes and and automobiles and trains and all of it with five girls, um, who ultimately were put together. You know, we weren't we weren't Maroon Five. We didn't like choose this. We didn't choose to each other, s- each other, and start yeah. a band and be like, "Let's do this." It was an opportunity that we all said yes to. Let's mm-hmm. let's do this. So, I think it was a great experience. However, it made me ultimately go after seeing what it's like to tour and seeing how hard you have to work and seeing how you have to be out of your home all the time and seeing um just the ins and outs of the music business and and the politics of it to be honest it made me realize like I don't I don't know if I'm built for it Mm -hmm. I don't know that I want to continue and be an artist I mean after you know a couple years of being in the band and touring everywhere and and To be honest, I just kind of got to a point where I was like, if if this doesn't continue on, I don't know that I want to continue on in the music business. Totally. And that gave me at first I was kind of like, you know, I feel like some of it's really high. A lot of highs like being on, you know. The Tonight Show and, you know, and, you know, the morning shows and MTV, TRL. God, you and, got to
2: experience
3: I that. mean, it was like, awesome. you know, it was wild. And 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 I think having that experience and being able to say, oh, gosh, you know, we, we did sell records. We sold a million units. I mean, you we sold a
2: million yeah, units.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Miley. With, yeah. I mean, it was not. It, a big thing. To, it, it was an accomplishment. Yeah, Very yeah, few people a, do. Yeah. It was a big deal. And I think it happened so fast that a. You know I enjoyed it and I, I I really soaked it it soaked it in but looking back I'm like wow we did a lot we did a lot we had an a lot of amazing experiences in a short amount of time but when it ended and when everybody decided to go their separate ways, I remember thinking I don't know if I want to go back in that direction that way mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm done with music I just don't know if that's what I want to do I don't know if being the spice girls or you know doing, and I remember it's so weird. I remember I shortly after we had kind of broken up, and I still was under contract with, with Warner, I was kind of just feeling my feet. And one of my uh, good friends was good friends with um, like the choreographer of the Pussycat Dolls, the review in Hollywood. It wasn't actually a band yet, okay. she was looking for singers and dancers, to do it. Now I remember him saying, you should go meet her. You should go audition for it. This might be your next thing. And I remember thinking, like, I can't, I can't go do that again. But Nicole did. But Nicole did. And I remember thinking, like, years later, I'm like, whoa, now that's a trip. Like, you know, what, the whole Pussycat Dolls was massive and global, and it was a huge deal. But I, it was not the deal that I wanted. And
2: it would have been another put-together group
3: just oh yeah and the more success you get probably the harder it is to navigate all. oh yeah and I I know that a lot of that was amazing for her I know a lot of it was difficult for her too um but would not have been for me and Mm -hmm. ultimately I wouldn't have ended up here Mm -hmm. had I done that Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's kind of crazy it's like sliding doors the one of my favorite films it's like you know choosing to go through that door or not and going through a different door your life
2: would be completely
3: different it would be completely different yeah
2: Did you have a hard time coming down from being a star to being like, not like you're like back to regular life because you're not a regular person, but like what is that like having to all of a sudden not have a tour manager take you everywhere, (laughs) not have people cater to your every need? You you know, like you're literally like busy going around the world. You have a huge team at your back and call. You're a superstar overnight. And then it's just does it just go from one day to the next? Almost,
3: it's a massive reality check. Is how did what that it is. feel?
2: And what is that letdown like? And how do you navigate that?
3: It felt like shit, to be <laughs> honest. Um, I was I was scared. I was insecure. I was. What do I do next? I was. Was it hard to feel like you lost your clout in a way? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, I remember I I had a commercial audition. I don't know. It was a couple years later, um, and maybe not a couple years. Maybe it was like. A year later or six months later. And it was like for <laughs> Macy's or Bloomingdale's or something like that. And I remember my, I booked it and my agents like, um, it came out and, and I remember my agent at the time was like my modeling agent. She was like, I saw that Macy's commercial of you recently. She's like, are you sure you want to be doing that? And I was like, well, it's money in my pocket. You're supposed to
2: be doing more important things Well, or I think,
3: I think it's like you're bigger than that. You're yeah. better than that. You yeah. know, you've, you've done, you know, and I remember thinking like, oh God, this is the world I live in now. Like uh-huh. I was just trying to pay my bills. Pay yeah. m- I was just trying to pay my mortgage in West and that's Hollywood. The thing.
2: Everyone thinks you're just like a loaded millionaire after you have success, right. but you're just not. No.
3: And I was in a <laughs> not band. Not you, but everyone in general yes. who's in the
2: entertainment industry. Well,
3: yeah. Oh my God. You, you're on tour right now. You're touring you in Asia. You have so much money. You have so much money. And it's like, no, no, actually I made more money modeling and in TV than I did under a record deal. Yeah. it's really the truth. Um, so, yeah. And I remember Steve Harvey, the comedian. I remember oh, Steve I, Harvey, the yeah. best. I ran into him on, I was probably the Fox lot or something on an audition. And and he saw me and he was like, how you doing, girl? And I was like, I hadn't seen him in ages, you know, since I was in the Eden's Crush thing. And he was like, let me talk to you. And I was like, all right. So I sat down in his office and we were talking about the audition I was headed to and this and that. And he was like, how are you feeling about this whole Eden's Crush thing being done I was like I feel good about it but I'm just scared to death he's like let me give you some advice oh this is great and Steve I was Harvey. like yeah he was like save your money <laughs> <laughs> he said buy some land buy a house just save your money and I remember thinking you know I'd always been a saver and any money that I had made you know it was kind of like whatever money we had made I'd kind of put away because you know we were living from city to city, you know, out of a suitcase and stuff. But I remember thinking that was really good advice because, you know, you, you kind of like job to job in, in L.A. as an actress or as a model. Then you end up in Nashville. You're like song to song. You know, It's the same mm-hmm. thing. It's kind of like just because you're in the entertainment business and you get one big job and people know your face doesn't mean you're rich. And he had learned that, too, like being in the
2: entertainment business. Like, yeah, you think you have this. That's when right. you first get it, you think, oh, my God, I'm a star. That's right. This is going to last forever. That's and right. then the rude, real awakening yep. shows up that, like, oh, wow, it doesn't last forever. And you do yep. need to save. That's right. I mean, right. sometimes
3: people can be superstars and it does last forever. Totally. But for
2: the most yeah. part,
3: it's, yeah. it is a flash. It and is. And you got you to gotta <laughs> prepare. It's definitely a flash. And I think coming down to your earlier point like that, I think it it was a reality check. But I also was like, okay, again, kind of like... What I was talking about earlier About turning 30 and starting over It's like What do I want to do now? Mm-hmm. How do I How do I survive the entertainment industry now? What's mm-hmm. my next move? And I just kind of threw myself back out there And I stopped doing the Macy's commercials But I started acting again I started going to acting class And I was still singing here and there I was working with my Like the first producer I'd ever worked with Outside of Eden's Crush And just kind of feeling the waters of songwriting Even though I didn't know what I was doing Um, and then like the whirlwind of falling in love and moving to Europe happened. And then I was in Europe and that's just another long story that I don't even need to get into. But did you love being in Europe though? (laughs) You know, mixed bag. I, yeah, it's a mixed bag. I, I tell you, Europe is beautiful, exquisite in a lot of places. I mean, there's nothing like shopping a shoe, Italy excuse me I I said that wrong a shoe Italy (laughs) there's nothing like shopping a shoe village in the south of Italy I'm sure and having your size and having it be like a third of the cost of what it costs at Neiman Marcus I mean it was just the coolest Um, and the food is great and the people are great but I'll tell you living in a foreign country you got to love who you're with and Mm -hmm. that was you know it's like like living and learning and becoming better as my mom says like Europe wasn't better to me because mm-hmm. it was the person I was with just turned out to not be my better half mm-hmm. and I I had to learn I had to cry and learn and 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 become a different person um sort of being in that relationship with him um unbeknownst to me. And once I left that relationship and left Europe and and got out of there and, and got back to Los Angeles, I was starting to find my way again. And all that was a great experience. But, you know, kind of finding my feet and where I was gonna be in my career was right around the time I moved to Nashville. It was kind of like this, it took me about four years to be like what is my next move? Where do I want to be? What's what, what do I want my life to look like? And I think after experiencing Europe and experiencing the music business and experiencing Hollywood for all those years, it kind of got me prepared to kind of go behind the pen and start writing my story. And I think that that ultimately is where... I was supposed to land was at the right time it at had the, had to right be time. In the right time. Well, I think because I had more mileage under my belt, I had more experience and I had something to say. Mm-hmm. Whereas at 24,
2: you just needed to live.
3: I needed to live. You I didn't needed, have
2: anything mm-hmm. to say yet. Cause you hadn't done the things you needed to do.
3: Right. I'm now, you know, that I would lived nine lives. I was 30. I was like, Oh, this is a new place. This is a new city. This is new friends, new love, new experiences. Like, I have a lot to say. Yeah. And that's where I started writing songs and started making friends. And, you know, ultimately, I ended up signing another deal here, which was a development deal with Sony, which, you know, I kind of got talked into. I wasn't sure about that, but I was like, oh, I think I'm going to try it, which ultimately led me to some of my greatest co-writes because... Because you put in writing rooms to yep. write songs for your album. That's right. And so I got to experience, like, really what it's like to co-write and how it is you know to learn learn I had to observe and listen to some of the greats and it was an awesome experience which ultimately led me to making a record for Sony that I ended up didn't I didn't love I turned it in they're like ah this is good but we don't we don't love it and I was like okay great now what you know it's like ah. Oh. and so, now what? It's always another it's now, always what? now what and so I ended up making a record with this producer named Dave Brainerd um, and wrote five, I did like a five song EP with him, and it was my favorite, I loved I loved the music, I loved all of it, um, and it was during that process that I had gotten married, and I had gotten pregnant, and there you go, it's like, here I was about to put out a record, and I was like, two and a half months pregnant, and it was the greatest time of my life, but it was also the biggest transition of my life, which was, okay this is what's happening right now at 34 or 33 at the time I was pregnant, but 34 is when I had her. Yeah.
2: So, and that's the thing for women too. like men. I know men have their own journeys, but like women, it's like you hit your stride in your career mm-hmm. and it's like, you also hit the point where it's, you gotta, you gotta make your decision about motherhood. Like oh, yeah. men don't have to make that decision like women do. Yes. No. They have to make the decision to be a parent yep. and all that. And it's definitely, a yep. big deal for them too mm-hmm. but women like we have to decide if we are going to try to carry a child on our own you can always adopt and that's such a an beautiful and that's yep. a huge process emotional oh, yeah. process oh, like yeah but you have to make that decision like i know am i going to try to carry a child and if i'm in my mid-30s like this it's now i it's, have to make this choice now to yep. see if i can do it and how it's always because i feel like for me too it always lines up where it's like you're just kind of getting to that point (laughs) where things are really working
3: out in your career yeah it's like you're just getting your feet wet you're finally becoming a songwriter and finally kind of know who you are and what you want to do exactly you're like oh i think i can do this I i got a cut yay i got i'm getting somewhere i made a record and like oh this is all looking so awesome and then you ask god you know you want him to answer your prayers and then he does and you're like Do you feel like you have to make a choice well it's funny i remember being um before i got pregnant i was having a dinner with a a good friend of mine and um we were talking about i was making that record and and she's like do you really want to go out and tour and do that whole you know um like is that is that your dream like is that what you really want to do and i remember getting totally emotional looking at her and i'm like i want a baby like i want to have a family and i'm 33 like what do I do you know and she's like I think you just answered your own question and it is I, I think men don't don't have to answer that question um, and ultimately for me I wanted to be a mother mm-hmm. I wanted I had seen a lot of the world I had experienced a lot and I also you know I came from a mom who stayed home with us until she was like I think she was like 42 or 43 when she had raised four kids and she started her life. She went back to school at 43, got a job at like 46 or 47. Wow. And looking back at her now, she was young and she was like, oh, she was just so excited to be getting into a new career. And I remember thinking like, you know, just because I'm going to stop, that have a baby doesn't mean life is over.
2: So you've always known that this was just going to be chapters that you oh, were never. Sure. Like, you're going to choose this chapter for sure. Of because a lot of women, I feel like, feel fear that their life is over when they have kids. But you've always known because you've seen it in your mom mm-hmm. that it's not over for you yourself. You're no. just in a chapter.
3: No, yeah, I, I think I think there's that fear, you know, and maybe a little bit of insecurity because you know the entertainment business is you know it's it is there is a, an age thing there you know what i mean but i didn't care enough yeah. I, I i i you care too much about I cared having i too much about a building a family that yeah. was that was my biggest dream and f- for me sacrificing any of the the bigger dream if you want to call it a bigger dream to you know i don't know to, to focus entirely on that that's fine too but my dream was to have a family. So when it came down to it, I said, let's pull the goalie or whatever you call it. <laughs> let's just have a baby. Let's, hopefully, God willingly, I get pregnant and I get to have a baby. So that was eight and a half years ago, you know, and it has changed my life. I'm older now. I'm not, you know, young and perky in my 20s. I mean, I still think I'm perky, but you whatever. You so perky, <laughs> Miley. You know, it's not, you know, well, thanks. I mean, I don't know what, you know, earlier when you asked me, like, how do I feel now? Like, I, I'm excited because I'm I'm closing the chapter. Sadly, there's no more babies coming my way. <laughs> um, I'm closing the chapter of babies, and I'm, I'm going to be heading into a, a new chapter. I mean, I'm 43. I'm 43. I'm kind of trying to say that, like, really
1: <laughs> embrace lonely. it. Look at what you've you know done what? in I'm, 43 years. I'm, I'm
3: so thankful to to be my age and to be. Um, I'm just eager yeah. I'm like I'm excited about you've lived these 43 next. years yeah. you soaked yeah. Them in yeah and I'm just you know I'm writing songs I'm I'm working on this um docuseries that Which you know I've told incredible. you about incredible yeah and I'm 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 writing and EPing the whole thing I'm just I'm just a am creating stuff and I I don't know I I'm I'm excited about what's next and I'm starting to get more hyper focused it's kind of hard to do that when you're a mom of three especially of a mom of twins um mm-hmm. there's so much setback when you are the mom my husband has got a you know a crazy job and he's always been the one with you know i've been the one having the babies yeah i mean you know right at when i was making my first record in nashville was when i started having babies so you know i've been writing part-time over the last few years but i've been raising babies and yeah. now i'm closing it down a little bit and I'm going to get back to creating and I'm excited about it. I mean, I'm really excited about it.
2: Okay. So I don't know why this question makes me want to cry. (laughs) Probably because I'm in the midst of this question. Yeah. And I relate to you so much on Mm -hmm. the way that you embrace each new chapter and season Mm -hmm. of your life. But from your early Mm twenties, when you moved to LA, you jumped in and you moved to LA Mm -hmm. and you let the version of you from your safe home life die and Mm. reinvent yourself in L.A. as this starving artist. And then you jumped into Eden's Crush and you let the old version of yourself die to become this pop star and experience this new life. And then Eden's Crush ends and you have to let that version of yourself die to become this new version of yourself to move to Italy. And then you go all in for that, but then you let that version of yourself die to become this new self that moves to Nashville, I'm sorry, I'm gonna cry. (laughs) And then you have to let that version die to become a mom and now you're letting like the mother of babies that Mm -hmm. need every second of you die to become this new version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh my God, you have really let so many versions of yourself die, but to rebirth into a new, fuller, better version. And it's like, I admire you because Mm -hmm. I feel like I have let a lot of versions of myself die also, But each new rebirth has been so beautiful. And I see that in you. And I'm just like, (laughs) you have constantly let versions of yourself die Mm -hmm. to be reborn. Mm -hmm. And that is scary as shit. Oh, it's so scary. (laughs) It is so scary, Miley. But you've done it over and over and over and over again. And at the same time, you've embraced all of your friends who are creative and beautiful. And you've been so supportive for them. And it's like... I just see this beautiful woman in you and I you. i have so much admiration for that because it is scary to let yourself die and re- be reborn.
1: It is. I'm sorry,
3: I'm just crying. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's one of the, um, it's so weird listening to you say that because it. everybody that I talk to, especially young girls that I talk to, like, they always say, it sounds to me like you've lived like nine lives. <laughs> Remember what I was telling you that? Um, we were talking about how much life you live before you have babies. And I'm just so grateful for the art of reinvention, you know? And I feel like, it's so weird. I told you earlier, it's like, having a baby felt like a rebirth for me. And I haven't even thought of it um, now as closing that chapter. My God, that makes me want to totally cry. (laughs) Because here's the thing, I'm kind of sad to close that chapter because most of my time in Nashville, I feel like has been being a mother and a wife and by choice, because I've chosen to stay home with my kids. And I'm very, very grateful to be able to stay home with my kids. Um, And now it's like, I'm closing down that chapter and I'm seeing a lot of my good friends like you and in this town have their first babies. And it's like, it is, it's like, I'm kind of sad that in like a year I won't be cleaning dirty Batman underwear. <laughs> like, I, you know, they're gonna, they're not gonna need me as much, you know? But I'm excited and eager because just like you're saying, it's like, I gotta close that door, let that, let her die, and let Miley in her mid 40s be reborn into what I'm gonna do next. And, I'm not going to stop being on top of my babies, that's for sure, because I'm going to be a hands-on mom and I, I want to be there for my kids. So being self-employed is really important to me because mm-hmm. I want to be there for my kids and as much as I can. Um, and, yeah, I may not go out there and be songwriter of the year or you know, be the CEO of my own company um, by choice probably because I I don't know, I just want to be be there for my kids as much as I can. But maybe I will. Who knows? I don't really know. I don't really know what's going to happen, but I know that I'm eager and I'm excited about it. I feel like I'm that. Oh God, I'm so emotional. I was listening to your chat with Ashley. Um, I heard the other day. Oh man. That about, was so like
2: uh, that one, that one came out of the blue. It came out of the blue,
3: but it was she's she, so heartfelt. She mentioned the picture of herself, um, as a little girl. And it's like, it, it, literally i had to stop in a parking lot and i started bawling my eyes out listening because it was like explain what she said and well god i don't know if i'm gonna say it right but it it was something about when you're young and you're a little girl it's like if you look at a picture if i look at a picture of me at like six years old or eight years old there's like wonder in my eyes and i can even look back and there's pictures of me like doing the splits on christmas fearless Fearless. Embracing all that you are. And embracing all that I am and just thinking and knowing that I am awesome. Yes. And, you know, we get to 10 and 12 and 16 and we lose part of ourselves. Just kind of like you're saying. And I don't know. There's this part of me that realized after listening to y'all's podcast was like, that's the excitement I feel right now. Oh, man. Is I feel like. I know I'm not I'm not six and I'm not I'm not 21 and I'm not even 35 but I feel like excited about where I'm going and what's gonna happen and all the possibilities I mean literally my mind is bursting with creativity right now and I have so many projects I'm working on I'm so excited about them all but I'm like you know, now I got to like, okay, you kids stop getting a cold every fall. <laughs> stop getting a cough. Stop making me cancel, you know, my work dates because, and it's going to get easier as Jesse and all my other, you know, working moms that have been doing it while they've been working. They're like, it will get easier. It will get easier. Sarah Buxton always says to me, she's like, I swear when those kids are in kindergarten, you've got this, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, you're right. You're right. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm excited. And I, I, it's like I want to look, I, I do, I want a picture like of me when I was like eight years old on Christmas Eve in the splits on the floor after getting done performing for my grandpa who would hand out silver dollars for performing and I would always sing or I'd dance or I'd give a monologue or I'd just make everybody laugh and that's what I want to do in my 40s. I want to get back to that girl and I want to get back to my creativity and, you know, I've done... A lot of work being a mom and and being there for them. and I'm going to continue to be be there for them, but I also I'm going to get back to self, and find my way. And I'm excited about it. I mean, I'm scared shitless too, but I'm more excited than scared. I
2: think. But you know what? I think is just knowing you so well and knowing your story, and even just like getting to hear it all, kind of in chronological order, yeah. and in a way. Yeah. Your whole life, though, you have just let adventure leave you, lead you. Yeah. And you have let your heart just stay open mm-hmm. to the season that you yeah. were drawn mm-hmm. to and you haven't fought it. You have gone yeah. with it. Yeah. And if you look back on all your life, like we've just talked about. Yeah. You couldn't have planned any of that. No. You couldn't have planned when it began. You couldn't have planned how it would have started. You couldn't have planned what was going to happen. Yeah. You couldn't have planned when it ended. You couldn't have planned when you're going to your next thing. Yeah. But now you look back on all of it. And yes, like I know you experienced so much pain and heartbreak, but you experienced so much beauty. Yeah. And you learned so much too. And now it has made you this incredibly layered, deep Mm. person that just has this wealth of life that, you had to have lived all yeah. of it, yeah. And so now here you go entering into a new chapter, and right. it's going to flow. It's yeah. gonna flow just like the rest of it has, yeah. Because that's who you are. Well, thank you. I'm. That is who you are, though. It's who you are. Yeah. It's who you're open and like. It. And I think something that I have learned mm-hmm. because I really do feel so connected to the way you've lived your life because mm. I do feel like that's sort of how I've lived my life yeah. as well. Yeah, it has. Yeah, and I just know though that you're getting up exactly where you're supposed to mm-hmm. and for me and i think this is for you because you just yeah. said that i don't care if i'm a ceo i don't care if i get a big old accolade right. yeah if that comes my way i'm gonna freaking love it oh yeah i'm gonna yeah. be excited <laughs> i'm gonna get dressed up yeah, i'm gonna yeah. be posting about it everywhere yeah but i also know as long as i get to express my creativity Mm -hmm. and have fulfilling work like you are doing Mm -hmm. and I get to have my family, which is my dream too. I always had the dream of family first. Like I wanted all these other things. Like I wanted to be in the entertainment industry. I wanted to be a star when I was younger. But then you kind of taste all that and you get to have Experiences and it's like no, I want the family more than anything. Yeah, that was my dream too. Yeah, and so it's like now you're combining everything together. Yeah. You have your family, you have your creativity, you have your roots. Yeah, you have all this, and it's like if the accolades come, great. But if they don't, you're gonna express, express, express your creativity, and that yeah. is the fulfilling work that you that are meant is. to
3: do, and it will take you to where you need it to take you. I think it's so true. I mean, I I, I do think too. I want to point out like. It doesn't matter if if that's what you choose. Like for me, I think there was a point in my life and in my career where I thought, Is it lame that I want a family? Like I remember I remember this is a really funny story and I don't know if I should tell it, but there was a point I was um, I was working as a waitress, um, I think this was I was probably like twenty two. This was before Eden's Crash. And I remember there was this massive Hollywood director. Um, or excuse me not director producer that um just kept just kept hitting on me and just asked me to go to dinner and um one of the one of the hostesses at my restaurant was like are you going to go out with him and i was like he's ugly and i was like no i'm not attracted to him a and b he's married like i'm just no i'm not doing it and she looked at me I'm dead serious she looked at me straight in the face and she was like that is the dumbest thing I have ever heard do you have any idea how your career could change and I remember thinking like I don't know call me old-fashioned or call me just straight up like I'm a heterosexual I have to be attracted to somebody <laughs> before I say yes to a date I just no, that's not the route for me, you yeah, know? And yeah. I was thinking to myself, like, I don't know, like, when I get married or or even go on a date and have a boyfriend, like, you know, I want to be attracted to that person and I want to, and also, you know, I don't want to just get a job because I sleep with someone or go yeah. on a date with someone. I just, it was such a Hollywood moment. I just remember that hostess looking at me like, you are so dumb. Like you could, I just remember thinking like, geez, is that how this works, you yeah. know? So anyways, you know, to say like, however you choose your life story and, and whatever your path is, whether you you don't have children to you have a full-blown career and you, you have it in your 30s or your 40s, or you choose not to have children and you just, you know, live your life and, and have an amazing career and amazing friends and family and a partner or whatever, or if you choose to have nine lives before you have a baby and then you have a baby right at the precipice of having another sec- second chance at a great career and then you get pushed back and then you have three babies and then you're like, "Oh gosh, what am I going to do now?" but then you find your way in going, "Oh, you know what? I think I'm going to try this now that I can breathe, now mm-hmm. that I'm not breastfeeding anymore, mm-hmm. now that I'm not wiping butts every day." Mm-hmm. You know, and it doesn't matter how you get there. It doesn't matter whether you get married and have kids or whatever is your lane, choose it, commit to it and love it. Yes. You know, it's your life. Cause it's your life. And I ultimately think that I don't know where I would be if, if, if I would have had this certain life with this person, or I would have had this job that would have, catapulted me into another job I don't know where I'd be but I know where I am now and right now feels right it's not perfect I don't have a perfect life I don't have a perfect marriage or a perfect family or a perfect house it's I always have sticky floors except when the cleaners are there (laughs) but I love my life I love my family I love my friends I love Nashville I love California I love Hawaii I love that I'm a creator and that I get to create stories out of thin air and if I become successful at it which I hope to be on some level you already are successful then I you know great yeah I'm I'm just excited and I'm so thankful to Jesus for giving me the opportunity and the breath to to live this life because you know we only have one and I just I just want to enjoy it you know? But don't you think
2: we all have the chance to truly enjoy our lives if we would follow the flow yeah. that is presented to each one of us?
3: Yes, I think you're totally right.
2: Because you can have really awful circumstances, but I do think you can find a way to love your life. I, I do. Like Sometimes yeah. I know things are so bad. It's like, how could anything, yeah. anyone be redeemed from this situation? But I just think that we all have a chance to love our lives.
3: It's so true. I think we do. It's so true. And it's not without you know ups and downs it's not without cuts and bruises you know i don't think i don't think anyone gets through life without that yeah uh, you know we all have pain we all we all talk about it i mm-hmm. like to talk about it it's what i do on my instagram it's like i'm just and i love that i'm just me and i'm talking about mostly motherhood because that's what i deal with on a daily basis it's 24/7 and occasionally you know i talk about my creative stuff too which i'll be probably talking about more as as next year unfolds but it's like I don't know. I don't know any other way to be. And, and we only have one life. So, you know, if I have gray hair and I need it colored, I'm going to, you know, say I have gray hair and I need it damn colored. Sorry, I have to get it colored every four weeks. Too fucking bad. You yeah. know, that's just how it goes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, when I'm emotional and I'm sad and I have a bad day or I'm feeling ugly about my body and I'm like, ugh, you know, just be you. Mm-hmm. I think the world wants to know us all. I agree. You know which is why these stories are so important, which is why I'm so thankful you started your podcast years ago and went for it and it's super successful and I'm so proud of you. And now you have this beautiful family and it's like there's nothing more exciting to me and there's nothing more moving and changing in this world than supporting other strong women around you and lifting them up. And honestly, that's probably one of the greatest gifts that Nashville has given me. Amen to that. Is a community of girls that really support each other, support each other. And that I look up to. I mean, one of my friends just got songwriter of the year. I'm like, of the year? Like, whoa, like, you know (laughs) what I mean? It's just like, you know, and you've got this great podcast. And my sister just finished this mission and Fiji like saving women's lives because she's an obstetrician I'm like women around me every day are doing amazing things and then they'll tell me I don't know how you do it I don't know how you have time to write a great piece on the internet while you're taking care of these three kids I'm like really they're like yeah how do you do that how do you have time to do that I'm like I just have time to do it. I don't know. And I I think it's not a big deal, but then they're pointing out to me. But it is. It is a big deal. Because
2: you're taking the time to create your art and share your story and put yourself out there, which affects people. Right. And it is important work. And it's like we don't always value what we personally do ourselves because we always can see that maybe someone else is doing something that seems more noteworthy or maybe it's on a bigger level or whatever. But it's like, no, you are taking the time to... Be honest and share and be vulnerable. And that is important work. And I think it is just so cool. Like now even more so. I felt this before I was a mother. But Mm -hmm. now even more so that I'm a mother. Yeah. To have this group of women Mm -hmm. in Nashville who are so willing to share their hearts with each other. And build each other up. And support each other. yeah, It is the most beautiful gift I have ever been a part of. It is. Like These friendships Mm -hmm. and this true support of each other as women, Mm -hmm. it's powerful. And it's like creating a a movement and an energy and this like vibration. It really is. That just like makes me feel so unbelievably
3: thankful. And I don't know how I got to be in on it. I I don't know either, but it's like a it's like a seismic shift. I feel like the earth plates are moving not only in Nashville, but across the globe for women. And I think it's because we're having these conversations and we're realizing we don't need to be pitted against each other. That's right. Like the world used to think,
2: Oh, get a reality show and make women catty. Right. But now it's like, you know, and you got to even experience some yeah, of that. Yeah. But now that's not the vibe. No, it's Women not. aren't catty by nature. We no. want to support
3: each other that's and nurture. Right. That's right. There's no, it, it's, it's not jealousy. It's, it's, um, it's God, I'm inspired. Yeah. (laughs) I'm inspired uh, by my friend's work, by how they, how they treat their children, how they, how they're a good wife, how they're a good friend and how they still manage to do their, their job. Well, you know, I, I just think it's, there's room for all of us Mm -hmm. and we all have a story, whether I heard it on Oprah, actually it was like on a podcast probably a year ago. It was something like whether you have 5 million followers or you have 500 followers we all have a voice. We do. And our voice needs to be heard. It does. And I I really believe that. And I, I think that's why this platform is really important. And I think that's why I'm here. And I don't know. I'm thankful. I'm super thankful. One of my favorite
2: quotes is bloom where you're planted. Mm. Wherever you're planted, whatever your community is, whatever size people you're impacting, even if it's just one person. Yeah. Just bloom where your planted and let yourself be the best version you can be no matter what your circumstances are. Just keep reaching to be better. Like That's you right. said, you're just being better each year. That's right. And I just I just feel like one more thing about women that I think is so spectacular yeah. that we have really identified in Nashville mm-hmm. and I think women are starting to catch on to this. Yeah. When women support each other and lift each other up, it makes everybody better. It makes everybody stronger and women are so good at including mm-hmm. when we switch it in our brain because like in back in the day we thought we had to fight for our spot and you thought that there was a limited amount of space and only one girl could get it. Oh yeah. Whatever that it is that we're going for. But now we've realized that like when we all come together Mm -hmm. and women are so good at including and Mm -hmm. using our voices, we all shine. That's right. We
3: do like we all shine and it makes everyone better. It's a hundred percent. And I just realized you're wearing Crocs. I That's amazing. I freaking love Crocs. I've turned into mom. I'm momming <laughs> so hard. Can we get a Crocs hard. deal on this <laughs> podcast? That's amazing. <laughs> I wear Crocs every day. Like you're wearing flowered Crocs. That is amazing. <laughs> I'm momming it hard. <laughs> you are momming it. You're killing it. I'm so proud of you. Well, I just,
2: I'm just proud of you, Miley. You've inspired thank me you. for as long as I've known you.
3: Oh, well, thank you. That means so literally that means so much so much to me I just love you you inspire me too and I've loved you for a long time too and I'm so glad that I met you me too
2: (laughs) I met you like one of the first times you like one of the
3: first days you moved to Nashville yeah
2: it was like super early on and I know because Jeremy brought you over to Jen and Jeremy's that's right house back in the day that was a house party yeah because you just
3: like moved to town I just started dating Jeremy I started yeah I I started dating him like probably about four months after I moved to town and so yeah I I hadn't even been here like a year yeah and I met you I got you early you got me early I'm so glad you're a badass you're a badass and I'm so thankful to be here thank you for having me
2: so I have to wrap up I've obviously oh yeah we gotta wrap up and Sunny slept the whole time this is amazing oh my god yay Sunny thank you for being such a great baby
3: she's the best baby she's the best baby she's amazing
2: I leave every podcast with Leave Your Light so obviously this whole thing is true inspiration but what do you want people to know
3: Hmm. I want people to know that we are all deserving of happiness and, and joy and most importantly of love. Um, so go find it and let it lead you and lead with love. I feel like the one thing I've learned from my kids more than anything in this lifetime so far is that, you know, the touch of a mother's hand or the simple, I love you babe, is, I think it's monumental. I, I, I wish that every child, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect at motherhood by any means, I'm just saying that I've noticed what I get back when I give love. And I just wish that ev- every person that's born on this planet could be loved truly 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 be loved and I feel like if we can all give love we can all change the world for the better and that is really my hope for everybody
2: oh god I just (laughs) want to cry
3: (laughs) we're hormonal over here (laughs) hurt me too not just Caroline I don't think it ever stops it doesn't it doesn't girl I'm eight and a half years in and I cried this morning okay
2: it but it's a beautiful end. thing I'm glad to be able to feel this deeply
3: me too even though it hurts me to feel this much to feel this much love hurts I know but you know what that's the thing that's so miraculous and how God made it it's like to be able to feel that much love is it's painful it's painful oh trust me you wear your heart uh, out here. On the outside of your body. Forever. Forever. still says that about me. Yeah. Can you imagine? I moved to Europe and then I moved to Nashville How permanently. How she breathe? I don't think... I still don't think she breathes. She just booked a ticket. She's coming to see me. I don't think you can breathe because like now
2: I look back on my parents. I'm like, gosh, they let me have so much freedom and go chase and go fly and go be myself. And now I'm like looking at Sunny and I'm like... I'm going to get an apartment wherever you
3: That's move. I said Kona Blue wherever you move. I'm coming I'm, just, I'm coming to you. I'm just going to sleep with you in your full-size bed. And you can go home with your life and do whatever you want, but just I'm just going to be right there next to you, okay? Yeah, same. <laughs> same. Be you, be independent, but just have me next to you. Well, thank you God for giving us a love as big as our kids because it is truly it's truly the best gift in the world and I'm so glad you got yours.
2: Oh, I feel so thankful. I just have to, but you have to live in the moment because the fear. I know. Oh, the fear is so big. It's, it's big. But you cannot give in to the fear Mm-mm. because you would miss it all if you give in to the fear. And I'm not saying you don't give in to the fear sometimes because I, right. I have to
3: check myself yeah. and get out of the fear every day. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's, it's not going to ever go away. Ugh. But, but what a gift, right? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be fearful till the day i die because those kids mean everything to me and i think even when you are your mom's age like now she's because i was sitting there
2: thinking like of course i'm just i just think about sunny 24 hours of the day yep but i was sitting there thinking about like how my parents must feel about me now and i'm like how crazy though to see your tiny baby where i am right now mm-hmm. grow into your four-year-old twin boys grow into your eight almost nine-year-old Kona Blue uh-huh. grow into your 40, 36-year-old woman that mm-hmm. I am, growing into your 43-year-old woman that I you know. Like, as a parent, to be able to be blessed to see oh, who I know. your children become, Oh, I know.
3: that has to be the most incredible journey of your life. It is... I think it's the most incredible journey of your life I mean my mom when she's around us four kids we call her a pig and shit is she because just so she's happy. just <laughs> she just smiles so big and she literally she makes this like she makes like a, a, a face with her nose where she looks like a pig and shit like she's just like I mean she's so happy she can't help she's it. like holding her gin martini and she's just like this is so fun this is how she, she was she never wants it to end never and it's just it's that's where I get it it's almost like ridiculous how joyful we get when we're around our our, the family or people that bring us joy because this is it this is the things in life that it's about I mean this is what it is and so yeah I'm I hope I'm a pig and shit. I'm a pig years, and shit too. Because I already feel like I'm a pig and shit. I mean, literally. Can I have say a pig and shit for the rest of my pig life? Pig and shit. That is that's, that's my what prayer. We call my mom. I want to be a pig and shit, and I want you to be a pig and shit. I will hope everyone gets to be a pig and shit. Yes, me too. That is my prayer for whoever is listening today. <laughs> I want you to be a pig and shit, like we are. Oh, today. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
2: Thank you, Miley. I love you. Thank you. Love you too. This is so great.
3: This was the best. <sighs> Bye.
1: Wear it like no one else. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country.
0: Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, Tanner, a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait.